0: Weakness, lies, cowardice and doubt, my Bible injects hope, love, trust into my insecurities demanding that I raise my level of expectation. It assures me that my Lord guarantees that I will triumph over all the forces in this world arrayed against me because He is the God of the angel armies. I conquer, I see results. I overcome because of my Bible. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, okay. Um, so today's the 28th of February. Tomorrow is leap year day. Leap year week. Leap year. Tomorrow is leap year. Sadie Hawkins day. You guys know who Sadie Hawkins is? You know what Sadie Hawkins Day is? Sadie <laughs> It's a dance where the girls ask the guys. Um, in Finland and Ireland and the Europe in Europe uh, during leap year, women ask men to marry them. During leap year, that's where Sadie Haw- that's where Sadie Hawkins came from. Sadie Hawkins is a, Sadie Hawkins is a character in a uh, little Abner. I don't uh, they, they may know, I, I don't know little Abner, if I don't know, you guys probably don't know these little Abner, and um, she was living with her, her dad, and she had become, quote-unquote, a spinster, and he was like, oh, you got to get married. Got to get out of my house. So what happens is he, he calls all the el- eligible bachelors together, and they have to race, and whoever loses the race has to marry Sadie Hawkins. <laughs> so in effect she's chasing these cats down <laughs> and if you lose a race and the tale is goes that there's one dude who's married to the farmer's daughter the cutest girl and he's ma- he's engaged to her but it hasn't been official so he has to be included in the race so he came in fourth he, <laughs> he was like a but the dude who lost had to marry Sadie Hawkins so it's Sadie Hawkins day is tomorrow and um You know, in Finland and Ireland, I said before, women ask men to marry them. Now, this is the thing, is leap year. (laughs) One more day added. And the thing is, these women are asking for what they want. In this country, we've got we've got we've come so PC so you know you you can't ask a man out or whatever whatever and I don't want to make this about gender but it's about asking for what we want this year asking for what we want we quote the scripture all the time James says in James you have not because you ask not God is telling you you have not because you ask not you ask me for what you want, and I'll give it to you if it's aligned with my will. Now, the first thing is aligning your heart with God. What does God want for you? That's what we got to find out. What, what, Lord, what do you want for me? Because if the Lord wants it for you, it doesn't matter who stands in the way. It doesn't matter who went to the audition. It doesn't matter who's applying for the job. It doesn't matter what is going on with the money that's old. It's yours. If you believe it, I was talking to my dad yesterday. He has to have back surgery, Pop. And um, he decided not to, to forego it. He decided to go through therapy. But he, the whole while he's talking, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go through therapy, but I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, 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 I'm going to do therapy, but I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, yeah, this, this therapy. Thing. So I said, I said, look, dude, stop saying that. It's, you're wasting your time. <laughs> if you're going to go through therapy, you don't think it's going to work. You want to lose weight, you're going <laughs> to gonna, gonna start exercising, but you don't think it's going to work. Then why waste your time? Go sit up get some cheesecake. If you, don't, if you don't think it's going to work. If you don't think it's going to work. So I said that to say this. We have not because we ask not, Byron. We're afraid to ask God for what we want. We're afraid to ask God for what we want. Last year, last year at the picnic, I sat with them. We talked about what we wanted. We wanted a son. One of the house. That's what they were praying for. We're praying for ours. We haven't gotten ours yet. Ours is coming. But they got theirs. They just moved into their house. She waddled in here. <laughs> he already got his name. You have not because you ask not. This year, leap year, this year, we got to stop that. We got to ask. We got to be Sadie Hawkins. We got to run it down. We got to chase after him. you lagging. You're going to be mine? <laughs> you didn't make it. You're not number one. You're going to be mine? <laughs> you have not because you ask not. What is it? Isaac wrestled with the angel. He wrestled with the angel. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Lord, I will keep petitioning. I will keep crying out. I will keep asking. I will keep saying, Lord, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I need. Lord already knows what you want, but you have to ask. Sadie Hawkins Day, leap year. Boom.
1: Thank you. Okay, let's do something different Um. Uh, because I love the, the fact that he used the plunkets as the example, because they did. Last year they asked for a house and they asked for a son and she's pregnant with Jeremiah. We are thanking God for our smooth delivery and not a lot of drama and not a lot of sickness. So let's do this. Um, uh, pull out your phones. Or your tablets, or whatever you have, and this is part of the message. Um, good morning, Byron. And um, let's do let's do this um, now. By the way, just as an FYI, the app is getting an update, so you may see within the next week. You may pick it up. Uh, turn it on one day and it's going to be totally different or you may get a uh, 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 blah 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 <laughs> what do you call it when they send you the yeah an update notification so please make sure you follow through with that um, because it's, it's a total total revamp um, so it'll look completely different so don't think your phone is, is tripping it's just the app is getting um, re- revamped so let's go to the prayer wall really quickly and this is part of the message let's go to the prayer wall and um, do you guys know where the script is? The prayer wall is. And let's put in one thing. Now I know some of your requests are private, but let's put in one thing. If you don't have your phone, if you don't want to put it there, put it on a piece of paper. But I'd like to see it there so that everybody can see it, and we can um, and we can stand in agreement with you. That's why I'm asking you to go there. So put in something that you're asking God for. Okay. And let me give you the definition of to ask. And Stevenson, you can go ahead and you can go ahead and record if you where you are. You okay? Okay. All right. So let me give you the definition of of to ask. Um, Now, before you write it down, this is all part of the message. Before you write it down, look at the person next to you. Of course, I know we all hate that. Sir, look all the way over at Josh or Steven if you don't have anybody right next to you. But this is the definition to ask. I want you to look at them and say, I dare you to ask. Rod, I dare you to ask. Byron, I dare you to ask. I dare you to ask. Did you say it? Say it one more time. I dare you to ask, Marshall. I dare you to ask, Jason. You guys still keep asking. Don't stop asking just because you got those two things. Let's keep on asking God, okay? So I double, yeah, they remember that back in the day. I double-dog dare you to ask, okay? Now, to ask means to try to get something using words, okay, using words. Whether you speak them or you write them, to try to get something using words, okay, using words. So we will use our words, and we will write them down on the Scripture wall so that everybody can see it and that we'll be able to stand with you write down one thing that you are willing to ask God for a public request that you can are willing to ask God for I don't care if it's an audition I don't care if it's a building for your school sir. I don't whatever it is put it down so that we can stand with you and we can see the needs being met we can see the needs being met because it's sad that we have a prayer wall we don't use it because if we don't if we have it there for us to stand in agreement we need power of people to stand with us right sister Claire you need somebody standing with you agreeing with you working with you asking you um, hey what's going on with that I call I text somebody at church I said hey how's the person that we were praying for and she said why are you asking me that because you asked me to pray so it's on my heart to pray so I'm i expected a breakthrough you should want me to ask right so let's put something down okay get your one thing that you put down and say this is so that when we see it like uh, Jackie and Jason when they said we want a house we want this particular house we're looking for God to do that and they went through all kind of drama with that house class. I mean, it was just all kind of stuff, but they didn't relinquish the ask. So to ask is to obtain an answer using what? Say it louder. To obtain an answer using what? Words, words. My words out of my mouth. My words written down on our prayer, in our little prayer corner in the house. We have a prayer wall where we hand wrote our requests. We have the answer page on the side next to us, even. And we an- we write those. We use our words. God gave us words. We use them. He is the living word. He is our. He is our source. He is our standard. He is our hope. He is our Lord. Amen. So to ask is to obtain by using words. Now look with me in Matthew. <coughs> I dare you to ask. Keep on saying it. Say, I dare, I double-dog dare you to ask, God. Yes. hmm Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You're still writing. Okay. I'm scared to get away. I want to pull it up, but I'm scared I'm to lose my notes. I'm asking God, asking God for his favor, asking God for his victory. Oh, here's my app. If you don't have the app, download the app. Parallel Chapel. Prayer walk. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, because you have to have an account. I'm sorry. You have to have... I'm sorry, I forgot to tell you that. It takes two takes two seconds if you see the three little um, uh, lines on the side. Um, I'm sorry. That's what it is because you have to be able to say... So that way we can see your name and all of that. So you, um, if you put those three little lines... And it should say... uh um, ooh, ooh, I'm hitting the wrong thing. Can somebody explain it? So I'm having technical difficulties. You are too? Okay. Well, then write it down on a piece of paper and we'll go back to it. I noticed that the guy was working on the app, um, because there were some things that have already started, so maybe that's what it is, because he just, okay, so that, um, if not write it down on a piece of paper, but let's use our words, amen? amen. Anybody else able to do it? Okay, yours worked? Okay. Probably because if you already have an uh, um, account, or, um, and then, um, so anybody want to tell me their request real quick before we jump in? Anybody want to give me your request? Well, you mind, I, did very I know that's right, Marilyn. That mm-hmm. There you I'm go, go. There you go, girl. Say, girl. There you go. Amen. And you don't want to go far. You don't want to have to get on the freeway. All right. I know that's right, Marilyn. All right. You got to use your words. And what did Bishop say when he was here? Be specific. Okay. Because being specific puts a demand on our what? Our faith. Okay. Anybody else got a request? Anybody else got a request? Rod Palmer. amen amen breathe on his books you did one book so you got some more books in you right you got some more music in you lord release his books release his music in jesus name anybody else got something mommy uh, amen yes 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 uh, amen All right, all right, you got that. So she said she wants her new book that she's almost finished, it is so amazing, to go on the New York Times bestseller list. Amen? Well, you should say that for both of them because she's already got the layout for the second one. Amen? So on the New York Times bestseller list, and she and it's almost complete. She steps away from completing it, and um, uh, thank you, Lord. It is just so amazing. And Yeah, thank you, Rod. That's why I was forgetting. And a house on a lake, and she was. She already told us one story, and she wants her master bedroom on the bottom floor. All right, and I already went and looked at the property for her, so yeah, I did a, a walkthrough, all right? So amen. Be it unto you, according to your faith. Anybody else? One more, one more, one more. Stephanie Ortiz. amen for his all his clients you are saying just for clients that he services okay all right amen for his clients as a therapist um to have his that is major i know uh, jason can definitely um psychologist for his patients to have a breakthrough anybody else okay i dare you to ask i dare you to ask one more in the room one more one more sir anybody byron i dare you to ask Amen. to bring people close to uh, where they're supposed to go. Okay. Uh, as far as to God, uh, I ask that God, you know, continue to uh, just, uh, mm-hmm. There I'm you go creativity. Amen. And, mm. you know, uh, we'd be Amen. Amen, amen. All right, amen. Praise God. Use your. He used those words. Anybody, or you, uh huh. You got one more. Amen, amen. Okay, that's it right there. Lord, give us a godly president in the name of Jesus. Amen. Everybody say amen. 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 That's real, 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 real. Um, amen. Um, this a friend of mine. She said this last night we were talking, and this was her request. She said, "Um, Lord, tell me how lack can be permanently erased from my life okay I thought that was power I said girl I said have you written that down she said no I said I'm texting this to you right now so I wanted to read that text for lack to be permanently erased from my life amen isn't that good I said that's that is it that's a request amen Stevenson healing you want to heal? I know you want healing and a breakthrough over your Are you still uh, fighting those cases so Lord breakthrough over Stephen in the name of Jesus amen okay let's go now let's go into the word okay I dare you to ask I double that is The word okay, ask to try to get by using words. Turn to Matthew 7 7 through 11, and I'm reading the Amplified version. To ask to try to get by using words or to obtain an answer, asking involves possessing humility to admit a need. When you're asking, I possess humility, I have to say. I have a need. Sometimes we don't want to write on the prayer wall. We don't want to tell everybody in church because we don't want to admit that's what we need. Lord, I am believing God for a three to four bedroom house with an island in the kitchen. I see it. Amen. Lord, do it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless this word. Send it out to people that need a breakthrough, Lord. Impact us, impress us, and empower us in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Asking involves possessing humility to admit a need. To keep on, to keep on means to continue or cause to continue, okay? My Godfather used to tell me when I, was, um, in, um, when I was in school, he used to say, continue to continue. Say that out loud, continue to continue. So let's read Matthew 7, and can you, if you pull up the amplified version, that'll be awesome, but if not, um, we will have it on the screen. Keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Oh, I'm sorry, Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11. I'm reading out of Amplify. Keep on asking, and it will be given you, Sister Clara. Keep on seeking, and you will find, Jason. Keep on knocking reverently, and the door will be open to you, Marcella, for everyone who keeps on asking receives, Jackie, and he who keeps on seeking finds, Pastor Daryl, And to him who keeps on knocking, Rod, the door will be open, Minister Terry, or what man is there of you if his son ask him for a loaf of bread? Well, hand him a stone or if he asked for a fish will hand him a serpent if you then evil as you are know how to give good and advantageous gifts josh to your children how much more will your father who is in heaven perfect as he is i love that give good and advantageous things to those who keep on asking him say keep on asking him to keep on asking them how good and advantageous, how how uh, perfect will God give good and advantageous things to those who keep on asking him, who asking him to involves possessing humility to admit a need to keep on asking is to continue or to cause to continue. Lord, I'm a keep. I'm banging on your door, Lord. Is not me? Lord, is not me? Lord, I need you to do it. Lord, it's me again. It's me again. Lord, yep, I'm coming with the same request. I'm coming with the same request. This is what I need you to do for me. Amen. I am learning more about prayer from our four-year-old than anybody else because Grace will get there. She, Mama, Mama, we forgot to pray, Lord. And I thank you that. And she, Lord, and I thank you that. And I thank you that Satan's in a black hole. I thank you that that you could do anything, Lord. I thank you that that you are going. And so she. She just said you know she just keeps on and she the other day she was driving car she said I thank God for my dog I have a beautiful dog and I kept on asking God and God gave me the best dog ever and I said I know that's right girl I'm gonna do like you I'm going to keep on asking so she said if God did that then she's more inclined to do for God to do this okay so what gets prayers noticed heard and answered four things that get gets prayer noticed heard and answered before the king of kings and the lord of lords you ready for your four steps number one humility not being afraid to cry out weep be exposed at all i am willing to be humble i am not afraid to cry out weep before god be exposed humility listens and rescues the truth amen it listens and rescues trope. truth. So the first thing to gets your prayer noticed is humility, amen? The second thing is sincerity. And we're going to go through this in the scripture. I just want to give you those so that they're in your spirit as we go. Sincerity is when you have a consecrated heart sold out to God so your desires are his desires, okay? Consecrated heart sold out to God so your desires are his heart, are his. The third thing to gets your prayer noticed, consistency consistency. Don't stop based on your circumstances. Admit the need. I am reliable. You can rely on me coming back tomorrow asking you again. Don't stop based on circumstance where you are consistent in your asking. Don't ask God like that's like if Marilyn she's had that prayer request for a minute and she had those specific things and then she said, oh well, Lord, well never mind. It doesn't have to be the best job. I'll take a Plan B job because you probably may not give me the Plan A job. And if I have to drive to San Diego every morning, that's okay, Lord. I'll do it. And if it's half the salary I'm asking for, Lord, that's okay. Don't st- don't don't switch gears. Humility, sincerity, and consistency. If you ask God, what did you say? For you wanted you wanted it to be close. You wanted flexibility. You wanted forward weeks, four weeks, vacation time every year. All of that. Be consistent. Immediacy immediacy is another thing that gets your prayer noted when you need that thing done right away Josh you need God to open the door direct and instant involvement where there's a sense of urgency where you're desperate I love Hannah Hannah was so desperate the the priest the pastor thought she was drunk she just laid all over the floor she was just I don't care I I need this right now right now right now and he said woman just get up God did it okay just okay fine you just been begging pleading and she was humble she was sincere she was consistent and she was immediate she had been talked to About by the other lady and she was just like Lord I'm tired of this Lord do it for me now and who would have thought who knew that she was birthing the greatest one of the greatest prophets of God she was birthing him in her womb at that request amen so say with me i don't have anything so i can ask god for anything you are a perfect candidate okay if i don't have anything then i can ask god for anything it's not going to cost me a thing i can ask god for anything now this is the thing that you have to understand that pride will mess up your your request pride will mess you up pride leads us to expect more than we deserve it's a form of self-worship so listen to this i love this god must destroy your pride and to do so he will allow offense lack, and desperation to expose what we lack in humility. I love that. Francis Frangipane said that. And remember, God's trying to get you to what you're asking him for, but he's like, you can't ask me and with full of pride, you can't ask me thinking that, oh, you owe me this, God. That's what a woman told me and Pastor Daryl one time. Oh, no, God's going to, he owes me. When she said that, we were, we looked, I said, I'm sorry, did you say God owes you? Yeah, he, God better do this for me. He owes me. I'm like, well, he doesn't really owe us nothing. It's the grace of God. I said, have you ever heard that God is sovereign? It's an amazing song. I could play a song for you. I could give you some scriptures. God is sovereign in his grace. No, mm-mm, God owes me and pastor daryl looked at me he said get your purse let's go and we were at the hospital we had been at the hospital with this family walk a day and a day but her arrogance before god so it's that fine line of being consistent being 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 serious about what you're asking him for but asking with humility understanding that it is god's grace that gives it to us and destroying the spirit of pride lord i don't deserve it but i want it anyway I wanted it, Lord. Even if I don't, you don't think I can, Lord. I want it. I want it. I want it anyway. I am believing you, God, for it. So, so humility is this. Humility is your attitude towards yourself. Okay. Now this is what the Bible said the Bible says that we need humility and he looks for a spirit of meekness humility is our attitude towards ourselves. meekness is how we deal with other people okay so in my asking in my believing God for what God's gonna do for me I'm not gonna look at the plunkets and say well we need a house the plunkets got a house Lord I can't believe that and come to God with a spirit of pride he was like no you got to be humble you need to use that as your faith extender that's what Bishop Merritt calls it a faith extender okay you need to say Lord if if you're handing out blessings, if you're walking by the plunkets, walk by me. I'm standing right behind them, right beside them. When they pray for their house, I'm going to go in and pray because it looks like you're in the mode of giving things to people that are humble, that are consistent, that are sincere, that are imme- have that spirit of immediacy on them. Lord, I'm desperate. Yeah, I'll, I'm, what do you want me to do, Jackie and Jason? I'll move you in because I need that kind of miracle in my life. So you don't run from people who are getting what you're asking God for. You stand right up on them, and it's, it's called emulation. Not it's not envy where you're mad that they have it, but it's emulation. I'm going to copy your behavior. Now, when you prayed, did you keep on asking God? Did you pray together? Did you pray in agreement? What did you do? Well, how did you get it so I can emulate your behavior? Because I am looking for God to do it. So you have to be be, be able to be humble and trust God to do it. Now look at this um, because we we are we're talking about um, um, this year's theme is building godly community. Amen. And so when you build, it is that. But, uh, um... Um, man, I forgot to give you that, Nicole. Building is when you—it takes time. It's a heavy load, but I am committed to the project. Okay, I'm committed to the process. And so we look at three people in Scripture, and we want to look what they did with before God when it came down to asking Him. So let's look at Jabez, First Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. Amen. And a lot of us know this passage. We know that the prayer of Jabez become extremely, um, extremely popular during a season. It was almost like you didn't want to preach about it when the book came out because Everybody everybody never even heard of Jabaz. And then all of a sudden everybody's like, I'm praying the Jabaz prayer. You forget every other prayer, but you're just praying this. So 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10. And now consider this just so that you can get a backdrop. When you look at Chronicles, 1st and first and 2nd Chronicles and 1st Kings, 2nd Kings, they are almost like duplicate passages, okay? 1st and 2nd Chronicles is a, is a mirror for 1st and 2nd Kings, okay? So there's a lot of duplicate information. And so when you go to the first chapter of First Chronicles, if you go from chapter 1 and you go all the way to chapter 9, you will see nothing but genealogy, okay? Just like if you look in Matthew chapter 1, they go back through the genealogy to show the, to trace the, the family lineage of Jesus Christ, to show that he was Abraham's seed, to show where he belonged, okay? If you go to First Chronicles, you have from one chapter, from, from chapter 1 all the way to chapter 9 of genealogy with the 12 tribes of Israel, and they give information about them so this is my question to you what would make God what would make God stop to record your testimony in history what would make God stop to record your testimony in history? What could you do that could move God in such a tremendous way that in the midst of him counting all these people and everything, he has to stop and give this information. Now, it, it is just so powerful because they're giving lineage, lineage, all the tribes. Jabez is from the tribe of Judah. And so it's given all these names and then it stops and tells you these two things about a man named Jabaz. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. Now, they're giving you all his brother's names, but it stops and tells you this. But Jabez was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. The name Jabez meant sorrow maker, OK? And in Hebrew, what they would do is they would name you something, then they wanted that name. When people heard that name, that was what people would capture from your life, OK? So my name means Teresa, reaper of the harvest, OK? Who knew that I was going to be a preacher? and That's what God wants me to do. Go out there and reach a harvest of souls. So your name precedes you and sets the standard for who you are so then it says this in verse 10 He was the one, now look, I love the New Living Translation, because some translations will say, and Jabez cried to the God of Israel, but I love the New Living Translation, because it says this, he was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, as if to say, you've heard his testimony, you know, now you remember the one, this is the guy, this is the guy. So you're like going, oh, you mean the guy that asked God, no, yeah, this Jabez, he's a guy. So I want them to say that about, no, Teresa was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me. expand my territory please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain and then the most powerful statement ever and God granted his request and God granted his request and God granted him his request. He was the one who prayed. He cried out to the Lord. Jabez cried out to God. I know my family history. I know my mother had me in pain. So she actually put that stigma on me. And then in spite of all of that, I'm still going to do, because this is the thing, I don't have anything so I'm gonna ask you for anything my name precedes me so people will see me and in my culture people will see me and treat me based on what they think is about me so if you have a handicap if you're black if you're this or if you're that before people start talking to you based on what they see about you what they hear about you that's how they'll perceive you and they'll go from there so he would say, people are gonna think I'm a sorrow maker people are gonna see me as a person of pain but I Lord I'm asking you for four things one that you would bless me okay Two, that you would enlarge my borders. Three, that your hand would be with me. And four, that you would keep me from evil. One translation says, so it doesn't hurt me. To be kept from evil? If I, I mean, if we could just just pray that one alone, imagine how intense our life could be, how When you think of the level of principalities, I wish I had one person with me just to hear it, just to to get that j stopped history so they could record his testimony. That is so powerful. Look at that, okay? Now let's flip over to, to Isaiah 7. And let's look at a third one so the first the first person we read about is jabez the second person we read about is a man named ahaz can you say that ahaz okay ahaz now to to save time if you look um, and this is just a quick commercial break. Jackie's familiar with this. If there is a, um, there's an exercise that we do in Me Management Discipleship, and it's a tedious exercise, and it almost seems like it makes no sense whatsoever, but this is what, this is what we do. You get a blank, you get a sheet of paper with three or four columns on it, and you have to do this. You have to go through First and Second Chronicles or First and Second Kings, you have to look up the kings of Israel or the kings of Judah, and you have to give this strategic information about them, because wherever you look, this is what the Bible tells you about that person they were it tells you they you they were this this they were this particular age and it says this is who their mother was and it tells you if they did evil in the sight of the Lord and they'll say uh, they'll say so well let's look it up let's look at this uh, let's look at uh somebody um actually dang it I don't have the scripture in front of me um, if you go to uh, Chronicles somebody look in 2nd Chronicles for me and tell me mom if you could find um, probably around 20 or something it has a story, uh, but it'll tell you it'll tell you a brief quick update, and it'll give you those three things So it'll say like okay your son Sean And Sean was 10 when he, because some of the kings, you got to realize, their dads died when they were really young. And Sean was 10 when he took over rulership of Israel, and his mother's name was Zandra, and he did right in the eyes of the Lord. And then it goes on to tell you the specifics of them, but they always tell you those three things about a king, how old they were what their mother's name was, and if, they're not, if they did or did not do evil or did good in the eyes of the Lord. They tell you those kind of things. So you look at Ahaz, so when you go and look at Ahaz's story, you find out before you go to Isaiah 7, if you go in Chronicles and read about Ahaz, Ahaz goes into the presence of God and he does evil in the eyes of the Lord. He goes into the temple, strips the temple of all of the elements. Now remember two weeks ago we talked about how they anointed and consecrated things in the temple. Ahaz goes into the temple, takes, starts stripping furniture and the lamps that are supposed to stay burning before God and the incense. He takes all that and this is on every corner he went and set up a shrine to a, a, to a false god. And he took the stuff out of God's house and went and set it up to all these guys. He sacrificed his sons to false gods. And so he did all this kind of stuff. And so he had no relationship with God. It didn't say he didn't come from a lineage of God because he was part of the Davidic lineage, but it says that he didn't follow God. So now let's look at Isaiah 7 and let's look at the prophet Isaiah. Now, Isaiah is the chief prophet, okay? He runs the prophet school. And the Lord says to Isaiah, look in verse 3. Are you with me? Okay, it says, then the Lord says to Isaiah, go out, you and your son, Shere- Jash- Jash- oh, excuse me, Jashub to meet Ahaz at the end of the aqueduct of the upper pool on the road to the Launders field. Say to him, I'm reading out the NIV version, be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Look at somebody and say those three things. Say, be careful, be careful. keep calm, be calm, and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of these two swoldering stubs of firewood. Again, the Lord said to Ahaz. So this is is what's deep. He's the king of Judah he has done all these bad things he has two kings this is have you ever heard that saying that your enemies will join forces to come up against you two kings are working together to bring him down you have done nothing to uphold God you have not listened to the prophet of God or anything so God goes to the number one prophet in the land Isaiah he says I want you to go to the king and I want you to do this tell him to keep calm be careful and don't be afraid this man is on the run he has two bad kings chasing him. And God is saying, even though you don't have a relationship with me, even though you don't do what I ask you to, I am going to send my number one chief prophet to speak to you and give you an opportunity to get the most amazing gift ever from me. That I just that blew me away. He didn't even have a relationship with God. But look in verse 11, and this is what the prophet Isaiah said, ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or the highest heights. And it says this in the message Bible. I love how it says, It says, ask God for a sign. Ask God for a sign. Ask anything. Be extravagant. Ask for the moon. So God is not telling his favorite this. He's telling somebody that's not even following him. And he sends his chief prophet to come to you and tell you, you are not in a relationship with me. You're not doing anything. But because I made a promise to your forefather years and generations all the way back, I'm coming to you in the worst time of your life when you got two kings hot on your tail. And I'm telling you, ask me for anything. So God gives a, someone who's not even lived, walking with him a blank check, And he says, now before you ask, be extravagant. Before you ask, make it the highest absolute thing you can possibly do or the absolute, go to whatever extreme you want. And you know what his reply is? I will not ask. I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. The message says I'd never do that. I'd never make demands on God like that. God is like, you can lean on me. He said, put a demand on your faith. Put a demand on what I have promised. Put a demand. And this is what we're, so this is the thing. When you are walking through life and you have a need, pride will keep you from asking God to fill the need. So you'll be walking around knowing you need a new car, knowing you need a house, knowing you need God to open up a door for the gifts that he put inside of you to, to, to affect and to change the whole entire world. And God is saying, I know you're not even walking with me, but you know what, let's put that aside. Ask me for the moon. I'm not gonna ask. Ask to put your request out there using your words. I'm not gonna put that on the prayer wall. I don't want everybody to know my business. Where two or three are gathered, God is in the midst and he'll answer you. God is saying, Ask me, test me, prove me, see if I won't open up heaven and pour you out. I love it because people often say, say it wrong. He says, See if I won't pour you out a blessing, Byron. One. I will not open up the window. What does the window of heaven look like, sir? When you think about heaven and the magnitude, the streets are gold. So imagine what a window in heaven looks like. And he said, I can only fit one blessing through my window. Your little bay window, your little window over there is small. Don't get your window in your view. Think about my window, Sister Claire. He didn't say, I'll pour you out blessings. He would say, I will pour out a blessing, and you won't even have room for that. So what if he said, what if he said, just, just get, get it down? So Jabaz said, look, I know, my na- I know my whole future is messed up based on what I'm They It's all messed up. But Lord, bless me. Number two, enlarge me. Lord, put your hand on me and keep me from evil. And God granted his requests. So he was willing to go against Jabaz's name. He sends Ahaz this, and Ahaz says, I will not ask. And Isaiah said in verse 13, he said, is it enough that you're going to try the patience of humans? But will you also try the patience of the Lord? He said, do you realize what's about to happen? A virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And it's like, it almost seems like that shouldn't even go right there. It's almost like, well, why are you talking about Jesus? at Because he's letting him know God is about to break history open. He's about to stop time. He's about to separate the whole universe. He's about to wrap himself up in flesh and walk among us and bring his glory on the planet. And he's gonna birth himself through an, a virgin and he will be God with us and among us. If he can do that, of course he can give you, a heathen king, anything you want. He was like, do you understand what you just threw away? And he died without God. So you have Jabez who asked, and you have Ahaz who said, I will not ask. Last one, Hezekiah. Let's look at Second Chronicles 29. And I love this because Hezekiah is Ahaz's son. Okay. So let's look at 2nd Chronicles. And you know what for the sake of um showing you um showing you um ooh, I didn't want you Siri. Oh yeah. Siri, open my Bible, please. The Holy Bible app. Okay, be quiet. All right. Um so so let's go let's just look at this um No, Siri, bye. I'm trying to Give these people the word. Second Chronicles twenty nine. But let's look at um, verse one. Okay, let's just do this really quick because I was going to start at verse three, but I just want to take a commercial break real quick and just show you this. Okay, um, uh, duh, 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 duh. wait, am I on the Second Chronicles? I'm sorry, I meant First Chronicles. One second. Are you with me? Okay. Second Chronicles 29 verse one. Okay. And here here are the facts. Hezekiah was 25 years old, just like his dad. Ahaz was actually 25 when he started. Hezekiah was 25 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. Now, when they say father, they don't mean your immediate father. They're talking about the father of your clan. Amen. Are you with me? Okay, so now let's look at let's look um, back at this second Chronicles three through six In the first month of the first year of his reign. So the very first thing that Hezekiah did, he opened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. Remember, his dad had just destroyed the temples. He brought in the priests and the Levites, assembled them in the square of the east side and said, listen to me, Levites consecrate yourselves now and consecrate the temple of the Lord the God of your ancestors remove all the defilement from the sanctuary our parents were unfaithful they did evil in the eyes of the Lord our God and he and forsook him they turned their faces away from the Lord's dwelling and turned their backs on him he's talking about his own father his own father did this. So he's saying before we go in, before we do anything, the first month of the first year, he said the first thing we want to do is consecrate ourselves. So look at what we did. In the beginning of the year, we talked about building God and community. Last two weeks we talked about being anointed, being consecrated for God's special use, and now we ask: Do you see the steps? Because he was telling Hez- he was te- Hezekiah was telling the Levites, "You're about to go into a temple that has been mixed with all kind of all kind of other beliefs. You, they, my father has just added all these false gods. So in order for you to go in and not get nasty and dirty yourself, and to maintain your anointing, you go and consecrate yourself before we take on this task. And so it says that he went in and he cleaned up the temple and he gave God I mean it was just amazing his Passover you read about him you read about him and you read about him now let's look at chapter 32 in those days 32 verse 14 in those days Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death and he prayed to the Lord who answered him and gave him a miraculous sign but Hezekiah's heart was proud And he did not respond to the kindness shown him. Therefore, the Lord's wrath was on him, on Judah and Jerusalem. Okay? And then Hezekiah reprinted of his pride, the pride in his heart, as did the people of Jerusalem. Therefore, the Lord's wrath did not come on them during the days of Hezekiah. So what are the four steps to asking God? Humility sincerity consistency and immediacy so here it is you need something from god and you're going to come to god god's going to give you sign but you're going to be proud god is saying no sir no sir i don't do that but if you want to turn your heart to me he said then we'll open the door so let's look at this uh that was uh second chronicles 32 14 through 26 no that was not 14 through 24 through 26 excuse me 24 through 26. now let's go to isaiah this is our last scripture. And let's look at the whole the whole story. And then I'm gonna just show you um, this diagram. Isaiah 38. Isaiah 38. Now remember, God sent the prophet Isaiah to what king? To king who? Ahaz. And now the same prophet of God, the same chief prophet, is being sent to his son, Hezekiah. And just as a side note, when you are being used by God, God will sustain your life. Because here he is, he has outlived one king, and now he's in the middle of another king's life. Amen? In those days, it's Isaiah chapter 38, verses 1 through 8. Are you with me? In those days, and it's up, it should be on the screen. Um, oh, I, I gave it to you in the Word. Okay, never mind. Um, it was in the Word document. And those days, Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah went to him and said, this is what the Lord said. Put your house in order because you're going to die and you won't recover. Now, that's a word. Imagine if the prophet of God came to you and said that. And sometimes prophets have to deliver hard words. And that's what he said. But look at what Hezekiah did. He turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. He said, remember, Lord, how I've walked before you faithfully with wholehearted devotion and have done what is good in your eyes. And Hezekiah wept bitterly before the Lord. That is that humility. That is that sincerity. When you got God, God I ain't playing no more. I like it because it says he turned his face to the wall. He didn't look at the people. It was him and God in a moment and he said, Lord, it is me and you and I am crying out to you for help. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Isaiah said, God said, Uh oh uh oh Isaiah go back. I hear I hear him asking and he's gonna keep on asking go tell Hezekiah this is what the Lord the God of your father David says I have heard your prayer and i have seen your tears and i will add 15 years to your life 15 years just you can turn the heart of god just with your humility just with your sincerity just with your openness to the king even if it looks i mean even if it looks like this is the judgment i'm old lord i think i, I look uh, 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 what was it Wednesday when we had early morning prayer for the women our verse was Psalm 121 and he and we were talking about God being the guardian God and he guards you from unexpected situations the opinions of other but he even guards you from bad errors you've made okay God will, so here it is the, the word of the Lord came to him. And Hezekiah and he was like, Lord, can you turn this? And so once again, just like he did his father, the Lord asked for a sign. Now this is a unique sign. I want to show you this picture. I want to show you these two pictures so you can get an understanding of what God did. Because remember, the Lord told Ahaz, ask which whatever you want, ask for a sign. So it says this. It says, and I will uh, uh, verse seven, Isaiah 38 verse seven. This is the Lord's sign to you that the Lord will do what He has promised. I will make the shadow cast by the sun go back 10 steps, and it has gone down on the stairs of Ahaz. So the sunlight went back the 10 steps. It had gone down, and that was God's promise to Hezekiah. And it says that God went on. Um, now, show the first picture of, of, Hezekiah, of Hezekiah, King Hezekiah in, in the bed. Now, look, I love this because... Um, this was an artist de- depicted this now remember ahaz was his father ahaz went all through the city and built up all of these these uh, uh, these t- uh, what do you call it temples and monuments and all of this stuff to all these false gods so what the commentary said these are these are like the steps right here so what they did to track time and to track um, the months and the hours throughout the day they tracked how far the sun was going so what they did is you have 10 steps right here and so in some translations it may say a, a sundial. It may say stairs or whatever. So the sun wouldn't move down. So Hezekiah is laying in the bed. The prophet Isaiah said, you're going to live 15 years, but God's going to give you a sign. Now Ahaz was his father. He built up all these false gods. And they said that a lot of these steps and monuments and things were things that his father did to false gods. But God used the evil that his father did to give him a sign from him. When your father said he wouldn't ask, if you you asked me and you were c- consistent, you were full of humility sincerity I'm going to use your father's rebellion to bless you okay so it says that the sun so based on the hour now let's look at the other the other picture this is a, 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 the only kind of real quick diagram I could give you so the sun would go like this based on the hour so the state of the sun for example if it's 12 o'clock it would be like this so it's saying that if the sun reversed so God said I'm going to take the sun back 10 steps so some people say this that time went backwards, and some people say that time didn't even move. It was just God moved the shadow of the sun. So God changed nature just to show Hezekiah that he would bless him. So he said, That's why you can ask me for anything. When Joshua was fighting, Joshua said, God, just stop time for a minute and I'll and do and do this blessing for me. And so, but with Hezekiah, he said, I won't even stop son. I'm just gonna reverse the sun. Is that that's That is only fascinating to me. That was just blew my mind. So it was like the clock. So imagine if you're in your office, they say they're going to repossess your car. They're going to come get you. They're going to uh, meet with your boss at 3 o'clock. And you're watching the red second time and the minute time go back. And God says, you know what? Let's go backwards just to show you that when you go in this meeting, what they meant, they're going to plan to curse you, but I'm going to have them bless you. So he said, let's just push the clock back 10 steps. and And then I'm just going to do that for you just to show you I'm God. And so he used something in their day. So this is the thing. This is what God used in their day. This is what they were using. But now let's look at whatever God could use in our day. But don't sleep on God. Because he said this, I'll give you a sign first, and then I'll bring you the miracle. So it says that um, Hezekiah built these 15 steps in the temple, and it says that people used to go and walk the steps at Passover time, and they would receive healing on the steps that people would get healed of leprosy um, during the time because I guess he probably took the steps as a symbol to remember what God did for him. Ask God for a sign. Ask God for a sign. Our theme scripture this year is then, and I, I love it, Isaiah 58, 8. In the New Living Translation, it says, Then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal, and your godliness will leave you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer and say to you, 58, 8 through 9, Then your salvation will come like the dawn. So God will bring you salvation, healing, godliness, and his glory when you call and answer him. And what he's saying in this verse, if you go and read it, He's saying it's just about not having pride. Because he said, you, you, wanna, you come to me like you're religious. You come to my house, but you don't even think about me. You come to church. He said, you don't keep the Sabbath holy? He said, then means, now, if you do this, then I'm going to come through for you. So he says, if you just come to me humble, what are the four things? Hum- humility, sincerity, consistency, and immediacy. If you come at me correctly, then your salvation will come. Then your wounds will quickly heal. Then your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Father, we thank you for the power of asking. Lord, even if I preach to myself, I thank you that if you dare me to ask, I will ask. I will use my words and say, oh, Lord, that you would bless me. I don't want to have to hide behind arrogance and pride and false arrogance because a lot of people act arrogant and they're just extremely insecure. I don't want to come at you like that. I don't want you to have to come and tell and somebody tell me, yep, you're going to die because you're coming at it all wrong. Lord, I want to turn my face to the wall. I want to weep bitterly before you. It says that Jabez cried. You said that Hezekiah begged and wept bitterly before you. He was willing to say, Lord, if you don't do this, I can't do this. He was king with access to anything he wanted, but he couldn't add years to his life. Unless you gave it. So Lord, I ask, Father, that you would um, breathe on our, our words. Breathe on our asking. Breathe on our asking. Breathe on our asking. Before you guys play, I'm just gonna have her play this video. I'm sorry, just play this video.